Today been a pretty uh, amazing day, to say the least. Pretty good for a program that some said had lost uh, a lot of momentum after the Clemson game. So rumors of our demise were greatly exaggerated, to say the least. Uh, obviously, there's ebbs and flows throughout recruiting. And the biggest thing is to just uh, uh, stay the course. And, and we certainly did throughout this process. Uh, to me, this day with a lot of these guys has been you know, two years in the making. I, I knew when I got hired in December of 2020, I mean, we worked really, really hard on the class of 21, or excuse me, the, the, the class of 2022. And, uh, but we were certainly behind uh, the eight ball in a lot of ways when I got hired because we hadn't spent as much time and those, those prospects that are freshmen in colleges now really didn't know us. Uh, so we put a lot of effort into last year's signing class, but these guys that signed today, you know, guys like Montague Rames and guys like Marquis Anderson and guys like Xavier McLeod, guys from here in the state of, in the state of South Carolina. Uh, those are guys that from day one, I mean, we started recruiting heavily when I first got here. And uh, it's great to, to see that come to fruition today. It's some great young men that we signed, but they come from great families. And it's a great group of people that we just added to our football program. I was in so many of these people, so many of these players' homes over the last uh, few weeks and, and told them all that, that this class we're signing, I'm really excited about their potential and ability as players, but I'm even more excited about the kind of people they are, the families they come from, some great families uh, in this group, uh, without a doubt, uh, from that standpoint. You know, there's, it's a great group. It's nine states, you know, represented. Uh, we signed seven, I believe, from the state of South Carolina. It, we always want to start here in this state. If you look at the rankings of the top players in South Carolina, we signed three of the top four in the state of South Carolina, three of the top four players uh, in the state of South Carolina, which is huge. I say it all the time. That's how we got this program to a high, high level where we were playing for the SEC championship. It was doing it by keeping the best players in South Carolina at home. And, uh, you know, we did that for the most part this year as well. Uh, six young men that are national All-Americans that are playing in national All-Star games. Uh, Twelve of these guys are, are multi-sport athletes. Um, they're good students. You know, we have eight guys at well over a 3.0 GPA. We've got a uh, graduate of Yale, you know, in this recruiting class as well. So certainly bringing in great students also, which I'm, uh, which I'm excited about. And, and certainly we're not done. I mean, there's a lot of work still to do with uh, the class that we're putting together right now. There's some young men that haven't made decisions yet uh, that we're still recruiting. And, and that's in the high school ranks. That's in the transfer uh, portal as well. And then there's also guys, I'm sure, that don't sign today that are waiting to make decisions in February that we, a lot of people know one in particular who I'm referring to, and then there's some other ones out there as well. So we're not done, but this is a fantastic start uh, to this year's uh, recruiting class. And, 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 you know, there's so many people that have put a lot of work into this. It's such a team effort from, you know, the people in this building, uh, specifically the ones that head up recruiting for us, Taylor, Taylor Edwards, Drew Hickson, Jessica Jackson, Jasmine Moses, great article on them yesterday, by the way, Emily. But those people put so much work uh, into it as well. So thanks to them and then thanks to everybody in our football facility. When we host recruits and when we 
have a recruiting weekend, even if it's some, just somebody coming for a few hours or it's somebody that's coming on an official visit to spend 48 hours, it is all hands on deck with every single person in this building. So Joe's sitting in here. So Joe and video and, and every department in this program is involved when a high school prospect and their family comes on campus. And it's a, it's a lot of time as well. So we're certainly grateful for them. And then the people outside this building as well. Uh, Justin Light and the staff over in the Doty Athletics or Academic Center for what they do uh, with our guys from an academic standpoint on visits. When a high school prospect comes and they want to, we want them to talk academics because we've got amazing academics here. They spend time with everyone in the in the uh, in the Doty Academic Center and those guys to on and on and on golf carts that we use for tours of campus and hotels that we use for official visits and restaurants and, and on and on and on. So I could be up here all day thanking people, but there's a lot of people that put in a lot of time and effort into this, and we're appreciative of them. Like I said, we are not done uh, yet, but uh, we're off to a great start uh, without a doubt, and, and we got better as a program <clears throat> for sure with these young men and their families today on and off the field. So with that, any questions from a recruiting standpoint, football standpoint, I guess I won't talk to you guys till Jacksonville. So fire away with what you got. Shane, I don't know if you know right away, but right at ballpark figure, do you know how many of these guys will enroll early or uh, be here for spring, that kind of thing? Got it right here in front of me, David. We have um, uh, of the ones that we can talk about right now, there's – 14 that'll be here for spring practice and uh, excuse me 15 that'll be here for spring practice and then with some other guys that still have some decisions to make uh, in different situations could have more but that's going to be huge because we do lose so many uh, off this year's team uh, just from a spring practice standpoint to be able to get a lot of these guys in here uh, you know, a couple uh, offensive linemen, some defensive backs, tight ends, which will be huge. We, if we didn't have any tight ends coming, we wouldn't be able to <laughs> practice during the spring from a depth standpoint. So thank God we got some tight ends that will be here for spring practice. Since you alluded to the, the Yale offensive linemen, which of those transfer guys are you permitted to speak to us about right now? I believe I'm allowed to talk about uh, – let me see. I'm allowed to talk about Nick. So I'm begging forgiveness if I screw any of this up. I'm allowed to talk about Nick from Yale. I'm allowed to talk about Mario from Newberry. I'm allowed to talk about Nick from Florida. And I believe I'm allowed to talk about – we're going to, so if I can, I'm sorry. We're going to talk about Trey from Arkansas. So, uh, And I'm sure we can ask questions about them specifically later. But uh, Grayson Howard, the high school, yeah. high school level guys, seem to – be like your kind of quarterback, quarter, like for lack of a better yes. way to describe his personality. Yes. Uh, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, Pup, Grayson Pup Howard is unbelievable. Uh, when I told you guys last week about a text message that I got from a recruit saying we want people in this program that will die for this university, that was Pup um, as well. And he is, he is, um, he's unbelievable. And just the, the, his personality, his Obviously, his ability as a player speaks for itself, but when you get to know him, like you guys are going to love him uh, as you get to know him also. I mean, he's just got a great personality. He's uh, so uh, positive all the time, competitive, mature, uh, business-like. I mean, we were in his house a couple Sundays ago and just so impressed with him the more and more 
I'm around him. And he did a great job of recruiting these other guys. And he was certainly a guy that we had a lot of guys that, that got this class going hell, but just the momentum that he created because he is such a national recruit. He turned down so many great programs to come here uh, was a huge pickup for us. And he's going to make our program uh, better from day one. In fact, he's already here right now. Like he's able to practice with us this week because of, I don't even know exactly what the rule is, but because of what he was able to, he, what he's been able to get done in school already. And then what he was able to get done with the admissions process and everything here, he's cleared and good to go. So he actually practiced with us yesterday and practiced with us today, which tells you everything you need to know about the guy. Like most kids would be at home, like celebrating signing day and, and having parties and all that. He wanted to come up here and practice. So he's, uh, he's awesome. Um, Coach, with Big Tree coming back in last night after decommitting, just what did the last week look like for you guys trying to pull him back in? And you know what kind of went into, A, that decision to decommit and then to, to come back in yesterday? Yeah, um, you know, I don't want to speak for him. We had a great visit, Emily, on the Sunday that some of the news came out about Marshawn and his tweet and whatever it was. We were actually in Tree's home uh, that day and had a great, great, great visit with him. It was awesome, like we always do. You know, Pup's a great personality. Tree's a great personality. You guys are really going to enjoy getting to know them both. And, um, and then the next day, I was in – uh, Jacksonville, Florida, and uh, going to see, I think, Connor Cox that day. And then we met with Nick Elksness. Uh, but Tree reached out that he was just – it was a lot coming at him. Obviously, he and Marshawn had gone to the same high school. And, and you know, uh, Tree's mom was out of the country that day. She uh, was traveling back that week. And uh, I think there was just a lot, you know – not confusion, but just a lot, you know, not that he and Marshawn were classmates, but there was a familiarity because they went to the same high school. So I think it was just a lot for him. But um, it wasn't like we just wore him out. I mean, I gave him some space and I talked to him on that Monday and, and just kind of talked about he, the fact that he chose South Carolina for a lot of reasons. And, you know, whether Marshawn was here or not, Marshawn was probably going to be gone after the 23 season anyway, so let's not base your decision based on getting to play with a guy or not get to play with a guy for, what, six months when he gets here in the summertime. And he was great. It wasn't like the communication ever never shut off. Um, uh, we kept, you know, open communication, was just honest with him and and really dealt with what was reality, and that was the reasons he chose South Carolina, and um, you know we we started talking a lot more. Which today Wednesday we started talking a lot more on you know Sunday, Monday, and then into today as well. I, I may or may not have Facetimed with him on Monday night and gone out in the front yard of my house and climbed another tree while I was on the phone with him just to prove a point. Um, so I do have a screenshot of that one, Hale. I know y'all think my one at the beach is fake, but I did screenshot that one also. But he's a great kid and uh, excited that he's uh, excited that he's back with us for good. Hey, Coach, a little bit of a two-parter with this one, but uh, obviously Trey Knox coming in from Arkansas. Um, first part is, do you know if there's plans to bring other players from the Razorbacks through the transfer portal? And then also, um, I guess, what kind of role? I know he's new, but what kind of role will Dow Loggins have, um, I guess, with any of the lingering recruits that remain? Uh, lingering recruits that we've been recruiting that aren't out there? Like guys that didn't sign with us today, you mean? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, first of all, on Trey, excited about him. Great, great player. Another great family. You know, I asked Trey the first time I talked to him on the phone. Uh, we, we, me and Coach Step and Dow were actually down in Florida, and he had gone in the portal, and we talked on the phone that night. And, you know, he expressed to me that one of the primary reasons, if not the primary reason he chose Arkansas was because of his relationship with Justin Stepp, because Justin was the receivers coach that recruited Trey to Arkansas. And then, obviously, he had developed a great relationship with Dow, with Dow coaching him. And, you know, in regards to other players, no, I'm not in the habit of, like, trying to – poach players from other programs and things like that. Now, if somebody were to go in the transfer portal, uh, that's one thing. But no, we don't have, we're not actively pursuing um, anybody else that's on the, that was, that's in the portal from Arkansas, I should say. And then Dow will be heavily involved with, with all those guys. We're not able to get back on the road. Well, the first weekend in January is a weekend where if we wanted to bring in potential transfers onto campus to visit, we can. So there may be some guys that come in that weekend, which probably will. Dowd will be involved with that. And then the following week is when we're able to go back out on the road recruiting for the rest of January. So he'll be on the road every single day, like all of us will be in the month of January, um, finishing up uh, this recruiting class and getting a head start on, on, on next year as well. You mentioned, oops, excuse me, you mentioned Mario Anderson a second ago. What kind of impressed you about him and the process of recruiting him from a D2 school? What stands out about, about him as a running back? Um, well, he's a Division II All-American. And, you know, some people say, well, uh, that's not the SEC. Well, you know what? Well, we took Carlin's Platel from Assumption College, and people were probably like, what are you taking a guy from Assumption College for? Well, he's still playing with the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's why. Um, and it was pointed out to me the other day, we – if you ask some of the stars of the Clemson game, stars from the Clemson game were transfers from Wingate, ETSU, and James Madison as well. Now the FCS and is, is is a little bit different, but what stood out to me than Division Two, but what Newberry plays really good football. That's really good level of competition that he was playing against. He's an All-American. I guess he's up for the Player of the Year, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for the whole country. You watch his tape, it's just a lot of long plays when you turn on the tape. And, and then just his story of, you know, growing up in Charleston and going to Newberry and what he's done since he's been there and getting to know him. He came out to practice last, uh, I think last Friday. He was out here at practice and, and spent some time with us and, and enjoyed getting to know him. And I think the biggest thing is is he's a, uh, he's a uh, productive running back with, a lot of experience, you know, and a lot of production as well during his time in, in college. And he's somebody that, you know, we had had on our radar. I mean, he's right up the road. So, obviously, you're going to hear about, you know, this running back um, from Newberry and everything that he's accomplishing as well, just following local sports and things like that. So, we were aware of him. And then when he went in the portal and I really dove in and watched him even more, it stood out. He, he jumped off the tape. And then Taylor Edwards had – a Clayton White, watch it from a defensive perspective. Pete Limbo, watch it just from an overall team's perspective. Watch his tape. And they, both those guys were like, I mean, this guy's a heck of a running back no matter what level he's he's coming from. Um, so we're excited to get him in here. And, and it's also a position that you guys know there's not a lot of depth in right now with, you know, one having left in the portal, CBS being a senior, super senior also. Um, there's uh, there's uh, uh, we got to increase the depth in that room for sure. 
is the tree screenshot going to ever see the light of day? Uh, I don't know. Tree's got it. It's hard <laughs> to tell. Uh, I sent it to Tree. Like, I yeah. screenshotted it and, face, and sent it to him as we were FaceTiming just so he wouldn't forget me. Um, it's kind of hard to tell because it's dark and it's at night, Colin, but you can kind of see my face with, like, tree branches behind me. And it wasn't a big tree in my yard. I mean, it was about the height of that, but it was still a tree that would I climbed. It would have been impressive if it was a bigger yeah. tree. But. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. This class was so heavily focused on – the defensive and offensive line. Yes. Um, how? Why was that important to you, and, and how do you feel like you guys did bringing in some of your top targets? Yeah, really good. Um, well, first of all, we knew it was going to be important with – that's an older group on the defensive line, and it was a position, honestly, Colin, that we really wanted to attack last year on the O-line and D-line, and we brought in Grayson Maines and Ryan Brubaker and, and Case and Henry offensively, and then defensively last year with DeAndre Martin and Felix Hickson and Demetrius Watson and – and I think that's it, right? I feel like I'm missing somebody. Those guys. So we wanted to hit it last year. And then this year, same thing, because we knew offensively that Zach – or defensively that Zach was probably leaving for the draft anyway. MJ Webb's an older guy. You know, you got older guys behind them with Tonka and and, uh, and Boogie Huntley. And then offensively with Eric Douglas, Wanham, Gwynn, uh, all Hank Manos, White Campbell, all those being older guys, that, that, that room gets – really empty pretty quickly so that was a major position for us and and really excited about the group that we got coming in with from an offensive standpoint with Nick from from Yale and just the experience and toughness that he brings like you I didn't realize this but at Yale when, on on sports teams you don't have multiple captains you have one and so, like, here, for example, our captains for this year's team, by, as voted on by the teammates, were Zach Pick and Spencer Rattler, Brad Johnson, Eric Douglas, and Javon Gwynn. We had five because they had the five highest votes by far. At Yale, you just pick one, and it's the one guy that has the most votes, and he is the captain of the Yale football team forever. And that was Nick, which is pretty awesome. So just that leadership. And then and then Marky Anderson, what a great player, what a big recruiting battle that was for us to win uh, for sure. And then, uh, who else? Tree and, and Trevon Ball and Jatavius Shivers. I mean, those guys are all great players. And then on the defensive line, Xavier McLeod from here in state, another huge recruiting battle that we had to win against some, some of the best teams in the country and, and, uh, and whatnot. So those guys, and then the other, you know, hopefully, uh, defensive, Lineman to come, Elijah Davis, a junior college run a, a lineman that's going to give us immediate help. I mean, I remember when I first got hired here two years ago, I was sitting in the room. I think Des Kitchings was still here as our running backs coach, and we were watching Elijah's high school tape and, you know, knew that he may end up having to go a roundabout way to get here, but it was whatever we got to do to get this kid back here in two years, let's do it. And thank God, you know, we did. And then, and then uh, Montague Rames. Big recruiting battle we won in state, and the guy with uh, with uh, Gilbert gone and, and and whatnot gives us immediate depth and and whatnot. And Desmond from up in Maryland. I mean, it's just a great group of of linemen, and, and credit those coaches and our whole staff for uh, winning for getting those guys here. Because if you look at who we signed, we had to win some major major recruiting battles against uh, some major major programs to get those guys here. Shane, you mentioned just excitement for having some tight ends, actually. 
yeah. the field at practice in the, in the spring. What, what can you tell us just about that group and their mix of skill sets as far as what they bring, pass catching, blocking, things like that? Yeah, no, it's a uh, it's a really good group. You know, Connor Cox, and and I guess all those guys will be here in the in the springtime. But Connor Cox is a is a young man from Jacksonville that's that uh, we really liked. He, um, you know, the, that tight end room. We went into it saying we probably need to sign two tight ends in this year's class, and then obviously our circumstances changed pretty quickly in the last two weeks where we need to sign a lot more than two. And uh, we were able to uh, to do that. So Connor Cox, bigger body, bowl school in Jacksonville, great program. Um, you know, spent a lot of time with him uh, throughout the recruiting process and gives you a bigger body that can go in there and be an inline blocker as well. You know, Reed McKeska that from, from out in Texas, Reed visited here in the springtime and had a great visit and, and you know, took him a little bit of time to figure out that this, this was the place for him. He thought, you know, one or two other places might be, but they weren't. But Reed's a really good athlete, really good ball skills that, that will help immediately. Nick Elksness from Florida, we actually, when I was coaching uh, at Oklahoma, we had Nick in our camp and I remember I went to I flew to Jacksonville twice to go visit his high school because I really liked him as a tight end when I was coaching at Oklahoma we ended up not signing a tight end in that recruiting class if I'm not mistaken and um and or that may have been the year I left to come here I can't I can't remember but he was in our camp that summer and we really liked him in camp and then he and his dad flew out to Norman worked out one day we and then he ended up committing I think to Penn State and then Florida offered him and he went to Florida but Nick's somebody that I'm very familiar with Mark Brunel the former NFL quarterback coach Brunel was his high school coach in Jacksonville and always thought always thought thought highly of him talked to Dan Mullen about him when Nick went in the portal and uh he comes you know he's very well thought of by a lot of people he'll bring us some athleticism and size and then you know Trey Knox obviously a guy that came to Arkansas as a receiver and now he's up to, you know, 240 pounds as an, and as a really athletic tight end. So all those guys uh, we're excited about, you know, Cam Sandlin is somebody that we signed uh, that was a high school quarterback that gives you some flexibility, more of a kind of an H-back type guy can, can do some different things. And, you know, we may or may not be done at that room in that room also, because some of those guys are older guys as well and to me you can I think you guys are meeting with Pete tomorrow Pete will tell you you can never have too many uh too many tight end body types from a special team standpoint as well that's critical I got two on the team for you is there any possibility for uh Marshawn to return to the team uh I'm going to talk about the guys that are on our team right now Phil so I think every situation is different and and uh, I haven't talked to Marshawn in two weeks. Like I said, I'm worried about the guys that are here right now. And what's going on with your right tackle position since uh, Dylan has moved on? Uh, right tackle position, we got a lot of guys that are spending time over there uh, right now. You know, Kaysen Henry's a young guy that we're excited about. Tyshawn Wanamaker spent a lot of time uh, playing tackle. I mean, Tyshawn finished the season last year as the tackle. So you guys have heard me say it before I mean we want offensive linemen that have some position flexibility guard tackle center guard whatever it may be so we got a lot of guys that we're working <clears throat> excuse me that we're working um, out there as well and, and excited about them I mean, some really good young offensive linemen that we have here in this program and what an opportunity for some of these guys uh, to, to, to play a more meaningful role in this bowl game against a really good uh, D-line from Notre Dame.
uh, two for you real quick one uh, with Puff Howard. Does with him practicing now? Does that keep him from playing in the All Star game? It's a good question. Um, I don't believe so because we talked about that. I don't think anything has changed. We talked about that when we were in his home, him playing in that All-Star game and working through that, but um, I don't believe so. And if you don't mind speaking to uh, McLeod and Anderson, why, why were they so, so highly recruited? What do you see in their abilities that you think will make them um, be able to contribute early? I think athleticism, for one, um, you know, two great programs, Dorman and Coach Curtis and, and, and Camden and, and Coach Rimpf, and, uh, you know, they do it the right way. I remember watching Xavier play in the state championship game 2021 here in Columbia. Well, I stood out there and I watched him play, and he's just a big guy that moves well for his size, very light on his feet, athletic. You know, he, um, he, he, for a guy that's, you know, whatever we're listing him at weight wise, he doesn't look it. I mean, he looks lighter than that, carries his weight very well, and just a, twitchy, athletic guy, reason he had so many people after him. And then Marky, you know, great, great young man and, and great family, just like McLeod, Xavier McLeod. And then I think the thing with Marky, just same thing, the athleticism, you know, the, the physicality that he plays with, the, the edge that he plays with, but then just the athleticism that he shows in the run game and the pass game as well. I mean, both those guys could have gone anywhere in the country and, and rightfully so because they're really, really talented. Uh, Shane, a couple for you. Uh, what are the status of uh, Lavoisier Carroll and Jalen Brooks? Lavoisier Carroll is injured right now, still on, still on the team, uh, won't be able to play in the bowl game. Hopefully, um, hopefully we'll be good to go for spring practice and he's still out here every day he's here with us each and every day Jalen Brooks same thing he's dealing with a little bit of an off the field issue right now he's still practicing with us uh David and he'll be with us you know next week in Jacksonville do you think he'll be able to play to be determined and also uh, any more opt-outs or injuries that you know of at this point no I'm trying to think the last time I talked to y'all I don't think so um uh, let's see, Devonnie Reed put his thing out. Devonnie Reed won't play. You know, he decided he uh, didn't want to make the trip to Jacksonville, so he's not with us. And I think everybody else since since last is 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 here. Um, the ones we were initially talked about. I don't think I'm missing anybody, am I? Yeah, Gilbert we knew about. Um, Wanham put his thing out, and uh, and then Devonnie, yeah. Um, going back to something you said earlier, did, did you say you interviewed Dan Mullen? Is that, is that accurate? <laughs> See what you did there. No. Just kidding. Um, no, but my, our families are friends. So I was really, my, my wife and kids were with Dan's wife and kids the Saturday of the SEC championship game. So I was waiting for you guys to do your research on that one and see them over. I think they were in, at Lake Oconee where Dan and his family have a lake house along with my parents. And know that they were like ice skating together and things like that. That would have like broke Twitter if that had come out as well. But I talked to Dan, no, did not interview Dan. Dan's very happy doing what he's doing right now, I think. Well, speaking of that Lake Oconee area, um, Jalen Kilgore and, and uh, Braswell. Braswell. Yes. Can you speak to, to what those two guys will add to you all? Yeah, I think it's pretty awesome that, you know, you're signing two guys from, um, from that area as well uh, for – Putnam County is the county that, you know, so many college coaches have lake homes on from Kirby to Dan Mullen to 
uh, my parents and on and on and on. Um, and I, it was always known as like, for in a lot of ways to me, that was just where the lake was. Well, now it's where Jalen Kilgore is from. He's from Putnam County High School. But what he's a, uh, he's another one, you know, athletic family, brother's a college football player at Tennessee Tech. And, and just a really, really talented player. You know, give give Tori and Gray credit, and, and and all of our recruiting staff. Like you guys know us. Like we're not one of those programs that sits around and waits for somebody else to offer somebody to justify it. Like if we think a guy's good enough to play, we we get on them early. And Jalen was one that we got on early. And then after that, um, a lot of schools got on him. He took an official visit to Oklahoma, and and I know Clemson was on him. And and great family as well. Um, just he's a really really good football player. Hale. he's one of those guys. Like every Friday, he would or every Saturday morning after his games, he would send me a link to his highlights from the night before, and it was like every week doing something different. You know, playing quarterback, playing defensive back, returning punts, punting, whatever it may be. I mean, he does it all. Um, so excited about what he's going to bring to the table. He'll be one that's going to be here in January, so he'll be able to go through spring practice and and um, and, and try and help us from day one. And then uh, Braswell. Same thing, um, call him DJ, but DJ Braswell, really talented running back. He won't be here for spring practice, but uh, we'll give him an opportunity to get going once he gets here. But, you know, tough, hard-nosed runner and, and uh, downhill runner as well, that somebody that we had liked all along during the recruiting process. And, and uh, you know, a lot of these guys give them credit. That I talked earlier about how it's been a process to get these guys to recruit these guys over the last couple of years. So many of them, uh, Jalen and, and DJ both were guys that committed to us in the summertime or early and then stayed committed as well, which you don't see that. You see a lot of guys nowadays, they, they make a couple of different decisions. But, you know, um, CJ Adams committed early. Judge Collier committed early. Cameron Upshaw committed early. Jalen Kilgore. Um, you know, Elijah Davis was a battle to the end. Pup Howard was committed before the season. Marquis was committed before the season. Montague was committed before the season. And Desmond was committed before the season. Connor Cox, Reed was a battle. Xavier McLeod was a battle. And then, um, you know, Zabari Sandy committed before the season. Shivers committed before the season. Trevon Ball before the season. Tree, we talked about him. Can Samlin before the season. Kelton Henderson before the season. And then Tyshawn Russell, somebody here at the last second. So, you know, a lot of these guys made their decisions and, and knew it was the right decision and stayed with us throughout. And when I say talk about thanks as well, a lot of that goes to our fans also for the home field environment. I know I come in here every Tuesdays in the season on those press conferences and talk about we need a great home field environment this Saturday because we got a lot of recruits here. Well, it's these guys that were here on, on so many of them and in that home field environment that, that we created across the street went a long way towards these guys, bless you, these guys uh, becoming Gamecocks as well. So thanks to our fans. Uh, you mentioned Tori and Gray there and also a couple of those defensive backs. What do you really like about that group you've brought in and kind of the way you're stacking talent there with Eamon Murray and DQ also playing a lot this year as true freshmen? Yeah, Torian does a great job back there uh, coaching them and recruiting them. I like the group that we got in because I think they have position flexibility as well. You know, where you talk about where those guys are going to start. Are they a corner? Are they a safety? Are they a nickel? A lot of these guys that we signed today, I think, could be any of the three, which is what you're always looking for. You know, we're doing that a little bit with guys this year. I mean, you guys watch us. DQ Smith's been a nickel. He's also been a safety. Uh, Kawan Banks has been a corner. He's been a safety. But the guys that we signed today, one, I love their size. 
and their length because you know you get you may get beat you're going to get beat at times as a defensive back but if you're if you have length like wingspan long arms height you can make up for getting beat pretty quickly that's one thing i love about you know judge collier he's just so long and you can say that about a lot of these defensive backs that we signed so love their length love their athleticism and love the position flexibility that that they can play multiple spots for us back there in the secondary. Shane, two for you, but with Jordan Strong, are you guys applying for a waiver potentially to get another year? We're trying to get Jordan Strong back and, and optimistic that we will certainly be able to. And I, I know Coach Atkins was out on the road recruiting for you guys this mm -hmm. month. What's his role look like for the bowl game and maybe into the future? Yeah, right now he's back. It's the same role that he had, Colin, throughout the season. You know, he uh, – he stepped away for a little bit from a health standpoint, came back and was involved in the program throughout the rest of the season. Uh, Lonnie Teasley stepped up and did a great job with the offensive line along with Ad as the year went on. And, and uh, you know, right now it's kind of status quo as we go through bowl prep. They're both out there working hard and, and working hard in the building. And then as we get through the season and figure out exact roles for 2023, uh, we will, but you know, I want Atkin, I want Coach Atkins back here uh, on our staff, and I want Lonnie Teasley back here on our staff. We got really good coaches. I want all these guys back, you know, after the bowl game. Uh, Shane with Tyshawn Russell, he's been mm -hmm. kind of a late riser. I think you guys were his first Power Five yeah. offer. Just you know, what do you think has made this recruiting staff so good at kind of identifying those late risers? Because you had that with with Nick and DQ yeah. as well, and. You know, what stood out to you that, you know, made you guys so confident in offering yeah. him? No, I'm glad you said that. Uh, I agree. Uh, one, just willing to turn over every stone to try and find prospects and just watch tape and, and trust the tape and, and not say, well, this guy, I like this guy, but he doesn't have any offers. So, you know, next we look at it and really don't care. And I remember watching his tape. It was, you know, during the season on Friday mornings during the season. All I do is just watch recruiting tape uh, when I come in Friday mornings, early afternoon before we go get ready with, with our players. And it was late in the season, probably late October maybe, um, that I first saw Tyshawn's tape and knew, found out that he didn't really have any offers. And I, I told him this. He was in my office Sunday, and I told his, him and his parents this, like, we offered you and – I really not scared because we'll compete against anybody, but I, assume, I assumed once we offered you, you'd end up having 40 offers and before it was all said and done, and he didn't. And I can't speak for other schools, but I'm glad I'm glad he's a Gamecock. And, you know, we talked – We Pete went up there multiple times. Justin was at his uh, state championship games. Justin went back and watched him uh, play basketball last week, and, and I think he scored four touchdowns in his state championship game, you know, for a really, really, really good program up in Pennsylvania. So he's got a lot of, uh, and I mean this as a compliment, he's got a lot of Juice Wells qualities in him. Juice Wells ho hosted him last weekend, which that was a story in itself, Juice and, and, and Tyshawn, because they are very similar in a lot of ways. Uh, I talked about Juice having a lot of dog in him. You guys have probably heard me say that before. And, and Tyshawn, I think, is the same way. He's just a really good football player. And I think part of the reason he maybe didn't have as many offers is because he really wasn't a, a receiver full-time until this year. He's a really, really talented uh, defensive back. And that was where he was spending the majority of his time. And then he moved over to offense this year and had a more active role on offense. But he's also 
uh, on a team that has some other highly recruited receivers on it. So not that he was an afterthought because he wasn't. He caught four touchdowns. But there's some heavily recruited receivers on that team already. And he was just kind of a late guy coming to the receiver position. But he's just a guy that's a really, really good football player and is very, uh, very grateful for the opportunity he has here. Hey, two more. Uh, you mentioned Juice. Can you just you got like enough? six in today, haven't you, with this whole thing? It's great. I love it. Put a Fire lot of time away. into it, Shane. <laughs> Uh, can can you speak a little more on Juice and how he's doing after his, I guess, thing trying to get back down here for practice? How Juice is doing? Yeah, he's great. Um, he uh, certainly had an accident coming back uh, last last week and is doing okay. He's practiced. Uh, he's practiced every day since he's been back. He loves football. He loves to compete. Um, he he's doing great. So practicing and full speed ahead, he'll be fine. And obviously, Tree was the uh, I guess headliner of the. This year's recruiting battle with Maryland, can, can you speak to what it's been like going head-to-head -head for a lot of guys with them uh, here this season? With them? Previous? Um, i got to be careful because we're not done yet either uh, from that standpoint. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of programs that we, that, we, uh, that we compete against, and it's no secret that we're very, very, very active up in that region, the DMV, because there's great players, great programs, great coaches, and we will continue to be, and so many of them – they want to play not just SEC football, but they want to play football games in front of sold-out crowds. And if they want to play football games in front of sold-out crowds and huge environments and what football is supposed to look like, um, they sh need to come here, you know. And uh, we certainly give them that opportunity as well. And, and we've had great success with young men from that area that are already here in this program and have told them great things about what we're doing here. And we'll continue to recruit, you know, that area heavily as well. So whether it's Maryland, whether it's Penn State, whether it's Virginia, Virginia Tech, Ohio State, I mean, there's a lot of programs that recruit uh, that area. But a lot of guys that want to play SEC football, we're the closest program to them. So it's, uh, it's attractive to them in a lot of ways. You mentioned a couple times earlier that y'all y'all aren't done with, with this yet. Any, any positions that you feel like y'all really need, or are you just trying to go pluck out some of the best guys? I think it's the best guys. Um, you know, certainly you have um, when you go into a recruiting cycle, just like we will with the class of twenty four. You have at each position like your target number of what you want to sign in in that year's recruiting class. And, you know, we wanted to sign a quarterback in this year's class. There's not a quarterback listed on this sheet. So that's a position we're still pursuing. Uh, running back, you know, we feel, you know, pretty good about. But if there's a great one out there, certainly I don't think you ever turned down a great back. Uh, honestly, John, I would say every position uh, I could go through, you know, other than maybe – Defensive back, you know, defensive back, we actually signed probably a few more, but it's hard to tell Torian to stop. Like, he just keeps going. So I'm going to have to, like, not just take the scholarship papers away from him where he can't send them out to guys because he'll just keep going uh, as well. Jody's kind of the same way right now with tight ends as well. Like, at some point, we, 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 we have other positions as well. Uh, but there's a lot, there's a couple of positions, a lot of them that I would say that we still may, you know, add if it's a great player. We love where we are right now, but, you know, you always are planning ahead for attrition as well. And I, don't, I hope we don't have anybody else leave uh, our program, but, you know, you're always prepared for that and, and, and trying to stay one step ahead also if you have attrition in your own program.
Shane, going back to last year uh-huh. with the Dukes Mayo, do you remember what day it was, about how far it was for the game where you really took a serious look at the carry on playing QB? I mean, it wasn't like two weeks or, or was it longer? No, it was longer, which still blows my mind that it was able to be kept quiet, if you will, you know, for so long. No, it was one of those, David, that um, I remember coming back off the road recruiting, which would have been about the – I don't know, second week of December because signing week was a signing day was a week earlier last year. So it would have been like the middle of December when we really started bowl practices and talking to Sad, okay, what are we going to do at quarterback? Luke's hurt and Jason Brown's transferred. Uh, And I remember, you know, we talked in that offensive staff room about wanting to get DK a, a small package and just get him some plays. And we started with that and then it just continued to just grow where it was okay we may use him for you know 10 plays in this game to where it went so we may use him for 25 to where it went he's going to basically be out there for the majority of the time along with Zeb and um, you know it wasn't like he took he was still working at receiver it wasn't like he took every play in practice at quarterback along with um, with Zeb but it was a lot of it and you know we had our practices here and we didn't have a lot of people out there watching, I guess. And then our practices in, in Charlotte and and tried to be very, you know, discreet, not to try and be a, a jerk to y'all when y'all were out there watching, but just, you know, what y'all see at practice. North Carolina was practicing like a mile down the road, I think, in Charlotte as well. So uh, that's what it was. And credit to the team and credit to DK for embracing that role and, and what he was able to do, um, able to do that day also.